so I had come back and we had played the talent show at the end of the year. <laughs> <laughs> but we played like a whole set. We played like seven or eight songs wow. all the way through. For but, a talent show? I'll say, geez, yeah. there was no, nobody else at the no. talent show. So technically my first band ever was called Signature, but mm. before we were Signature, it was called the Sunday Hounds. The Sunday Hounds. So <laughs> I like that better. <laughs> yeah, Sunday Hounds. Why the Hounds part? Yeah. No idea. No idea. Inspired by the adventures of our nurses, therapists, and techs, A Beer with Atlas is the only healthcare-traveling, craft-beer-drinking podcast. Each week, we'll open a few beers, talk about the brewery and the style of beer, and then dive into some research curated specifically for each episode. In the end, we hope each one sounds like a conversation you'd have with your friends while enjoying a few cold ones. Welcome to another episode of A Beer with Atlas. I'm Rich. I'm Brian. I'm Dolan. Like I said last week, we've got one more stout. It was just chilling in the back of the fridge. I don't know how we missed it all winter, mm. but it was waiting for us. Yeah. Like, uh, and it's, uh, I was going to make an easy, like, Sunday morning reference here. Okay. But, yeah, I mean, the I guess. Commodore's one? Or yeah. The, yeah Commodore's or the Faith No More? Well, Faith No More was pretty good, too. But Isn't it? Yeah. I love me some Commodores, though. Yeah, they're pretty good. I'm easy like some. Uh, this one is called Sunday Paper, Imperial Stout with Coffee by Exhibit A Brewing Company out of Framingham. Is yeah, it, Framingham. Is yeah, that what it is? Framingham. So. Yeah. East Coast. Some of these names. I don't. I've always when you look at it quick, you want to say Farmingham. Farmingham. But it's not. Yeah, but then you don't know. Like, is it like Worcester? Oh, yeah. Right? Worcester. Worcester. Whatever. Yeah. Worcester. Worcester sauce. I, I don't, yeah. I don't, shit, I don't know. <laughs> Worcester sister. Yeah. Uh, Actually, what, like, I just wrote down. What, were you okay there? I was just reading the thing. Oh, okay. There's a joke on the side. Oh. What's black and white and red all over? Uh-huh. It doesn't have an answer, but I think it's a newspaper. Uh, a yeah, newspaper. Probably. Mm. Brewed in collaboration with our friends at Barrington Coffee Roasting Company. Mm, yummy. So, collaboration. With a roaster. With the you see roaster? that quite a bit. Crosstrain does that mm-hmm. with somebody here. With the local. one here in town. Yeah. I can't remember. I want to say Carmen. I don't think that's right. It's not like archetype. Mm-hmm. I think that might be it. Maybe that is it. That uh, sounds familiar. It might be it. Archetype is good coffee. Here's their hours. This is interesting. Close Monday through Thursday. Okay. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday closed. Friday, 4 to 10. Saturday, 1 to 10. Sunday, noon to 5. Not a ton of hours, though. Well, yeah. Uh, kind of interesting that's like the one there's that model and then there's the open every day all day model mm-hmm. i think that seems to be how it works out i guess it all depends on where they're at it sounds like it's they're in a very uh industrial part of the town okay. maybe so i don't know uh founded in 2016 by matt matthew steinberg uh it's actually located in the former jack's abbey brewery jack's abbey moved and hmm, they took is, over huh? and they took over now they only <laughs> took over part of the space i guess it was too big for them now who knows? Since then, they might have probably Grown expanded a little, a little bit. bit. Boy, that smells yeah, good. It does smell good. It smells very roasty. 9.9% ABV. Mm. We're going to get some dark chocolate, some coffee notes, and maybe some dried black cherries. Mm. I get all that. Excellent. Mm. Some of the other beers they have, um, I wrote down Market Gap. I, I noticed two trends. Market Gap American IPA, 
short sell American IPA. Well, they're they're uh, so some finance stuff going finance on, guys. right? Guys, that's interesting. There's the we're gonna need you to come in on Saturday mm. Scotch Ale. Yeah. Um, Office space. Yeah, and that mm-hmm. has uh, Lundberg. Does it have He's Lundberg can, like yeah. with uh, with his coffee mug and mm-hmm. stuff? Okay. Yeah. And that's a Scotch Ale. That's eight point four. Um, they were rated uh, best new Massachusetts brewery in, by Rate Beer in 2017. Good for them. So they haven't been around for a long time. No. Um, this was something I've never seen anywhere before. They are autism welcoming certified. Oh. So they have like a quiet area. I guess they just. I guess that's something that they are into, and there's a like you have to get certified. There's a training program you go through. Oh. And it's right on their website, which I had never seen before. Um, some of the things that you could buy from them that were things I hadn't seen are interesting. They have wooden koozies. Wooden. Yeah. For pint cans, usually you'll see koozies only for a 12 ounce can, yeah. right? So they had a wooden koozie for this big old beer we're drinking right now. Mm. It's like some local craftsman made them. Uh, and then they had beer soap, which is cool. I like that. Um, they have this beer in soap form, Sunday paper, mm. and they have one that's called All the Berries, B-A-R-R-Y-S, but it's a kettle sour and it's got raspberry and blueberry. Mm. So those are the kind of soaps they have. Um, you can reserve the entire tap room. If you're having a birthday party. Oh, wow. Which is cool. Um, maybe one of those reasons. That's on Monday and Tuesdays. Okay. So those days are oh, closed. They're, they're closed, like, yeah. You know what? If you need something, come mm-hmm. on in. Um, they have a, like a private room. They call it the Morton Street Gallery that fits about 15 people. Or they said you can reserve the entire brewery floor. Oh. So they'll set up out in the brew house. If you're having a what that wrote down birthday party, graduation, baby shower, wedding shower, company outing, um, they'll set up the whole area for you, which I have seen. I think Lucky Bucket does that sometimes too. Interesting here in town. Um, their calendar of events was packed. They had jazz combo or a trio mm. one night. They had rock show. They have Zumba in the brewery. They had stand up comedy night. They had food trucks like almost every day. Um, it seemed like. This was one of the social hubs of the town. Hmm. Like every, there's something going on there all the time, and it's always different activities. That's cool. So there's like bingo and th- you know things like that. Um, that's pretty much what I got for them specifically. I am a sucker for brewery bingo. Yeah, it's Love fun, it. right? If you've got bingo night at your brewery, that's a guarantee I'm going to be there because one, I like bingo. Two, I like to win beer if I bingo. Oh yeah. And generally, that's the prize, right? Yeah. Yeah. That sounds good. Yeah. This tastes good. This does. It's got a lot of nice coffee. It does. I thought Mm. this was. I thought this was fun. I don't know what you did your research on, but I took this right off their website. Uh, Exhibit A Brewing Company offers a fun look at storytelling through beer, with a subtle nod towards the meaning of life. We all may know the answer. Forty-two. It's the question that keeps (coughs) us searching. We are all about experiencing life and having a great beer or three along the way. Do you, do you know what that's from? No. 42? Mm-mm. That's from Douglas Adams. Oh, Hitchhiker's Guide? Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. The number 42. So the fact that they put that in there, not only are they finance nerds, but they're... they're Nerd nerds. They're sci-fi nerds, too. Okay. Uh, the number deal. 42 is the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxies by Douglas Adams. Answer to the ultimate question of life, the universe, and everything, calculated by an enormous supercomputer named Deep Thought over a period of 7.5 million years. This is on their website. This is actually the number 42 from 
Hitchhikers. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So a, a, a giant supercomputer named Deep Thought came up with the the ultimate question of life, not the answer, mm-hmm. the question of life, the universe, and everything is number 42. There you go. Wow. How weird is that? It's pretty strange. There you go. So I thought, 42. Yeah. There's something else there. There is. There is something else there. Jackie Robinson. Mm-hmm. If I could tie this, you want to tie it back to music, I want to tie it back yeah. to beer. Number 42, Jackie Robinson's number, the player that broke the Calabari in 1947 for the Brooklyn Dodgers. Yeah. Signed by uh, Branch Rickey. Yep. The uh, the owner of the of the Brooklyn Dodgers at the time. Uh, 1997, his number was uh, retired across to all of Major League Baseball. Uh, there were three players, I think, that were grandfathered into that. Yeah. Mariano was one. Mariano Rivera, and there were two others, and I can't remember. They weren't or, Hall of Famers. No. No. But they got special permission from not only from jackie robinson's family but then from major league baseball to continue to wear that number so and rivera wore that until he retired mm-hmm. in whatever year that was i have a quick anecdote Ooh. of some merit and uh, it ties back to this my sister and my brother-in-law my brother-in-law um and two of my friends went to a game in kansas city a few years ago and um my sister and and her dude are not sports people like I am. Mm-hmm. Um, they had been to maybe a couple breweries ahead of time before the game. Oh. And about the third inning in, I think my my, my brother-in-law, James, says, Why? I, th- I thought number 42 is playing at second base. Why is he in uh, outfield now? Mm. Well, then it came to find out everybody had number 42. Mm-hmm. It was Jackie Robinson Day. And it was day. Jackie Robinson Day, and yeah. he was very perplexed as to why everyone had the same number and now every year on Jackie Robinson Day, I send them a message about how it's his favorite baseball day. And yeah, he, he just did not understand what was going on. That's got to be tough for the announcers, right? For, especially think. some teams like the Yankees don't wear their names on the backs of their jerseys. Yeah, anyway. Right? Yeah. And so everyone's wearing 42. You got to know them by just like build. I guess. Right? Because you're way up there. You know, like, oh, that's Aaron Judge or that's, you know, yeah. whoever. Yeah, they're all big guys on that team, too. Exactly. So yeah, so that's that's my uh, little bit on on number forty two. Not only is the answer to the universe, the mm. answer to the ultimate question of life, the universe, and everything was also Jackie Robinson's. That were, it must he must have been tied in there. I, I think that's part of it. Yeah. Uh, the first Sunday newspaper ever was called the Observer, December fourth, seventeen ninety one. Whoa by W.S. Bourne. Spelled like Jason Bourne, but not as cool. That's my um, favorite TikTok thing, is somebody doing something stupid, and mm-hmm. then they clip to the Jason, like, like uh, that's Jason Bourne. Oh. That, right? Yeah. You know what I'm oh, that, yeah, I know that knows clip. what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, the newspaper yes. yeah. was unprofitable. It didn't make no money. Hmm. So the government had to step in and subsidize it, and it was no longer an independent newspaper. Okay. Um... I studied, I did some research on the best part of the Sunday paper. The funnies. The funnies. Yeah. So, did some of that history. Um, In 1995, Sunday paper outranked the daily subscription for the first time. 95? Yeah. Oh, okay. So, in the 50s was going up. Mm -hmm. Um, There was 61 million Sunday subscriptions only. And, like, 57 million for the normal nationwide yeah now that's way low wow nobody hardly reads the paper now there's 24.3 million subscribers 
nationwide. They, they say yes okay. for the weekly, and twenty five point eight million for the Sunday, hmm. and that was in twenty twenty stats. Um, they say web traffic, mm-hmm. unique web traffic. So mm-hmm. different people are going to news websites now. In twenty fourteen, a month they'd have 8.2 million specific or individual Individual, users. Yeah, unique views. In 2020, it's 13.8. Wow. So that's just exploded. Yeah. Which makes sense, right? Right. Yeah. Um, You call them what? The Sunday, the funnies? The funnies. That's, you know, that's what I learned it to be. Um, Some people call them the Sunday funnies or the Mm. funny papers. I think my Mm. grandpa called it that. Mm. Or just the comics, comics Comics. section. Mm -hmm. Um, The color press helped this explode. They had been around in the newspapers for a while. Okay. But once they figured out how to print in color, that's when they, these comic book pages would just go nuts. Mm-hmm. And they would do full page strips sometimes. So like a whole page would be one comic. Wow. And they did some of those that ran that way specifically their whole run. It was like, that's how they drew them. That's how it was lettered out and blocked. It would be one whole page for one hmm. strip. And then as time changed and, you know, advertising was needed, then they started shrinking down the pages and the, the layouts were different. Yep. Um, back in the day, uh, the highlights of these, um, the daily comics, I think it's still this way, are black and white. Yes, I believe that's true. And the weekend or Sundays are color. Are color. Um, when these first started coming out, the daily, sometimes the daily comics would have a, they would run a different storyline in the weekend ones because Oh. I guess they had different readers, or they thought maybe sure. they did, or just another way to to mm. make different stories. Okay, because uh, this was like you know the entertainment source for a lot of people. Hey, if you didn't know that, that'd be confusing. Yeah, you'd be like, "What's happening?" And then what? the next day, you read it, like, "Who the heck's this guy?" Flash Gordon's in jail. Yeah, that didn't happen yesterday. So some of the famous full page strips, you you said the very first one, Flash mm. Gordon. Yep. Buck Rogers. Yep. Ali Oop. And Blondie. Mm-hmm. Just think of that Dagwood sandwich, how big that'd be on a full-page oh, ad. I love a good Dagwood. Me too. Mm-hmm. So good. Um, there are no longer any full-page Sunday strips. I wouldn't think so. The last one was in the 90s. Too, too expensive. Yes. Right? I mean, too way too expensive. expensive. So those were some of the ones um, that started out. There were a few that had more like political cartoons kind of when they first started putting them in the newspaper Mm -hmm. because those have always been around political cartoons Mm -hmm. Uh, and then they kind of branched out to be more children specific so some of that was toned toned down or changed the humor was changed Mm -hmm. and tried to appeal to kids so that the parents would buy the newspaper sort of thing um, Way more uh, Garfield, maybe than yes. uh, who was who's the who's the the guy with the round glasses? Calvin guy. and Hobbes? No, no, he, he always political. He lives in D.C. No. Oh gosh! Oh, was it Doonesbury? Doonesbury, yeah, Doonesbury. I was gonna say Dooney and Burke, but that's a purse brand that my wife has. Okay, so, yeah, but Doonesbury. What was your go-to Sunday? funny well i mean i was always a dilbert fan but before that uh blondie i really really enjoyed uh both buck rogers and uh there was a there was a run of masters of the universe Hmm. in the early 80s too in some papers i think i want to say it was wichita or kansas city one of the two carried the masters of the universe on uh on the weekends. And so then since then I bought the book and so yeah. then I have the collection of all of them. But that'd be cool. I love Buck Rogers. I think that was that kind of, I love Star Wars anyway. And so the sci-fi connection there was, yeah. yeah. 
kind of hokey, but it was still fun. I thought there was nothing better than the big family circus where Billy was like going to go do something, mm-hmm. and you followed his footsteps all the way around, and yep. all the stuff you got into, and boy, the family circus. Mm-hmm. Plus, the mom was hot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she was. Hey, you know, if you couldn't, if you didn't have access to the Sears catalog at the time. Right. I had colored all over that with the things I wanted for Christmas. <laughs> mm, yeah, that's true. Get a family, yeah. family circus. Star I like Wars that page. one. I think I liked, uh, you know, the far side, obviously, is yeah. in there. Mm-hmm. Peanuts. That, that's a classic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That one's always good. Pigpen was always my favorite. I bet that, I bet Pigpen was fun to draw with all, yeah. the, with all the dirt coming off of him all the time. Pigpen the was cloud good. of dirt. Here's, I, I actually um, read that's the only thing I ever did at my grandparents with the Sunday paper was, you know, but it's I was cartoons, I was yeah. so young that like I didn't even understand the comics. <laughs> I just got excited for. I'm like, oh, where's comics? Where's comics? Yeah. And I would read, you know, Peanuts. And see, like I know Peanuts, Blondie, mm-hmm. Calvin and Hobbes. Yeah. Uh, Garfield was in there, but those were the ones that I would always read. And then, and then I would always ask my grandpa after I read them, like. I don't get it. What, what happened? <laughs> what was the joke? <laughs> what was yeah. the joke? And, yeah. and some of them would be pretty inappropriate or, mm. yeah. you know, really political. And I just didn't understand it anyways. Sure. Who's yeah. the one that was, oh, BC. Do you ever read BC? Where he's always clubbing his wife over the head mm-hmm. and dragging her out? <laughs> oh, like, my God. Yeah. yeah. I liked Wizard of Id. Wizard of that Id. That was a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Beetle Bailey. He was okay. Beetle Bailey never. Uh, I, I just it was military humor. It didn't it? Didn't do it for me. Yeah, yeah it just didn't do it for me. I'm sure that was mm-hmm. one of those that came out in like probably World War II, maybe, and yeah. stuck around. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other research I did was based around the name of the brewery, kind of. Exhibit A. Yeah. So that's, that's like lawyer stuff. Definitely attorney-based. And there's oh. the scales of justice on the can, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I I did research kind of based on that, but I did Lady Justice holding the scale. With right? the hmm. blindfold. Right. So let's break it down. What does that What does that mean? Okay. Um, it, it dates back to the Egyptian goddess Mat, M-A apostrophe A-T. Or if you want to go Greek times, it's Themis or Dice. And it stands for balance, harmony, and justice. Mm, okay. So it's a, it's an old symbol that's been used by lots of different with the blindfold cultures and everything. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Okay. Uh, the blindfold is for impartiality. Mm-hmm. The scales are evidence for and against must be considered before a ruling is mm-hmm. levied. Mm-hmm. So we actually have to hear some evidence. You can't just say that they're guilty. Guilty, not guilty. Whatever. And she has a sword. With her. Did you remember that? Yeah. Mm, does she? Okay. And that stands for authority and power. Ah. So that's administered quickly and with finality. So what the court says goes. Okay. Now, maybe not with a hundred appeals, but uh, in theory, that's the jury, you know, comes through with the verdict and it's levied against you and that's what you get. Eventually. Yes. Eventually. It's fine. Yeah. You're- so I, I didn't know if there was some sort of lawyer because it was like lawyer stuff here, but then it was like finance stuff here. Hmm. Uh, I don't know. But when, when I saw that symbol, I thought, okay, let's let's look up what it stands for. Interesting. And that's what we got. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, yeah, finance, sci-fi, attorneys. I'd love to know the background on this. There wasn't yeah. there wasn't a whole lot about the founder, about Matthew there on the on, It on sounds the to me like just with the hours mm-hmm. and maybe some of the other stuff, maybe, he, maybe this is something he does on the side. You know what I mean? 
maybe it, it's like a, not a full-time gig yet hmm. i don't know maybe if you make a something. beer like this it should be full-time it's, this, it's pretty, pretty good. good yeah that's really good it's not overpowering it's coffee not bitter. it's got no. coffee flavor but it's not like ugh, bottom of the pot coffee mm-hmm. which I, I like but well, i do like that too yeah we like i like hop and bitterness mm-hmm. so Mm, there you that go. Good. Dolan, how do you feel about this beer? I I like it a lot. I mean, here's here's the thing about um, coffee stouts. It's really hard for me to differentiate between them because I'm not a coffee drinker. Okay. So like, it's hard for me to even tell the difference between what's a dark roast and a light roast. Like, it all mm. tastes the same to mm. me. Where I haven't really, I just don't have a palate for it. I should say, like, I can't tell what makes a coffee taste you know like hazelnutty like i i don't know right right so when i drink coffee stouts i'm like oh that reminds me of every other coffee stout i've had so okay that's where i'm at with it here's the thing i've said this multiple times before as much as i love beer i love coffee more and if i had to give one up if they said okay rich you're gonna die Mm -hmm. unless you give up coffee or beer yeah what would you give up i it's not it's no contest i would give up beer i'm the opposite but that's I, love, okay. God, I love yeah. coffee so much though. Yeah, that first little that first taste in the morning of coffee just like just man, it just gets me going. It, it definitely does. Yeah. I love mm. it. Love I discovered it. uh you know the Mio's? Yeah, mm-hmm. the water, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. right? They make a Mio energy one. Oh yeah. Oh. And yep. I've been I've been doing that yep. lately. I have some of that. Yeah. As well. It's I mix it with a caffeine punch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Every, you could everybody gets their caffeine from somewhere, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or you've been, you you wander in with the craziest flavors of Red Bull. And well, yeah, that was this morning. I so I don't drink as much Red Bull as I used to. Okay, um, I used to be bad. I was like two a day, uh, but I like I said, I started going like the the Soda Stream, and then instead of the Soda Stream flavors, I've been doing the Mios. Mm-hmm. So you get like way more flavor with it. Um, so I've been doing a little bit of like one Mio flavor and then I do a little bit of fl- uh, of the energy together. Oh, yeah. So I make like a little bit of an energy drink, but also mostly just water. <laughs> yeah. So you get the um, tricks your tongue to think you're getting energy drink. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And so this morning uh, they came out with the uh, new summer edition Red Bull. So I had to try it. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, is that the orange can yeah. one? How is that? Strawberry apricot. I don't like apricots. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't. But something about the strawberry apricot is so good. I think we established on a previous episode that it's apricot. But, apricot. You know, I, I Sorry. think that's just... Hey, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Potato, potato. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Right. Yeah. Uh, TripAdvisor. Oh, boy, I found a fun one here. Okay. This flies in the face of everything that we talked about. And I didn't look up who this person was, uh, or it, I just know they were solo. And okay. I think this has something to do with, remember when we did Trillium and the guy walked like eight miles and he was pissed off they didn't have fresh oysters? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, Whatever yeah. nonsense, uh-huh. right? The Massachusetts mm-hmm. thing. I don't know. Uh, so TripAdvisor, four and a half out of five on 19 reviews. Here's the, uh, here's the title. Good beer, but that's about it. Mm. Oh, good beer, but that's about it. August of 2017, he was by himself. That was like right when they opened, too. Right. Okay. Uh, the beer is really good at Exhibit A. Aside from nice restrooms, that's it. So it has nice restrooms, I guess. So okay. I don't know. And good beer. And good beer. Right. No food, no trucks at this industrial location, despite what the website says. 
The tap room is merely a boxed-off piece of the warehouse, and worse, it looks like it. No patio, no outdoor section. Don't bring kids either unless you are looking to just pick up a beer and leave. It's basic, and you have to be here for just the beer. Okay, that flies. In, that, that, that that does not agree with everything that we've talked yeah. about so far. Here's their response, which I love. Oh, they, they this responded. Is, okay. Oh, man, this is great. <laughs> and they're very polite until it gets to a certain point. Here oh, you go. Okay. Hi, James. Thank you for taking the time to review our brewery. And we are glad that you enjoyed our beer and our restrooms. <laughs> You destroyed it, but good thing it was nice and clean before. Yeah, no kidding. We actually take pride in keeping them nice and clean, along with the rest of our tap room. As for the rest of your review, we don't have a kitchen, so we offer snacks during the week and schedule food trucks most Friday nights and Saturday afternoons. Yes, we have a section of the sectioned-off portion of the building for our tap room, which I'm sure... Which I'm not sure how that is negative. We've tried to make it as comfortable and enjoyable as possible. We are sorry if you wasn't to your liking. Here we go. Uh-oh. We do take exception to your comment about not bringing your kids. We provide free juice boxes, coloring pages, games, and have soda and seltzer water and snacks available for purchase. We have families as well and do our best to provide a place where everyone is welcome. That is far more than most brewery tap rooms offer. Yes, we are not a restaurant with outdoor seating yet or a patio. We are a tap room that entails... Uh, a, we are a tap room in a brewery in a manufacturing facility with a tap room. Maybe your expectations of what a tap room entails were different than expected. We are sorry we didn't live up to those expectations. We feel your review was a bit inaccurate for other people who may read it and want to correct those things. Cheers. Yeah. Good for them. Suck it. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I you like that. Miserable I do bastard. Too. I like that a lot. I love it when companies come back at them. Yeah. It's none yeah. of those things. Yeah. I mean, they got an, I mean, they're autism certified. I mean, it means something to <laughs> yes. them, right? Yes. Just, There's yeah. a reason for that. Yeah. That's exactly. Just, yeah. They just get handed that yeah. out. So, yeah. I love it. Just, yeah. Shut up. Never come back. So, I love when Sunday is put in a name because it always takes me back. Uh, when, when, so my first band quote, I'm going to quote because mm-hmm. we had like two songs, two or three songs <laughs> that we wrote together. Um, which would later turn into more, but, um, so I was eighth grade. I was in eighth grade. Uh, so how you guys like to put it. So yesterday, two weeks ago. So in eighth grade, um, I started this band with, with a couple of friends. We were all mediocre except for our guitar player who was just amazing. Still is the best guitar player I know. Mm. Just so good. Um, we started a band and we didn't have a name and then we're like oh maybe we should we should name ourselves something we practice on sundays that was the thing Mm. Uh, my mom was a manager of an apartment complex and sundays the lobby of the apartment complex was closed down so we would practice in there on sundays um and uh so because we practice on sundays we called ourselves the sunday hounds <laughs> the sunday hounds that's such sunday, an, sunday hounds that's such an eighth grade name yeah. right right yeah. and so then uh so we wrote a couple songs and then um we decided that's a stupid name we should change it <laughs> so then we changed our name to uh signature <laughs> and, and uh did you play 80s hair metal no uh well our guitarist was really good at that, but, oh. but we didn't know we, we played, I, I don't even know a bunch of different genres. Like we were just jamming, right? Pretty much. Um, and then, uh, 
I moved away. I came to Nebraska. They mm. continued going and they like fired the rhythm guitarist and hired another one. Right. Fired and hired. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're like eighth grade. Right. Yeah. I come back my freshman year to Wyoming, uh, just for like the summer and they had still been going to school. Um, most times school in Wyoming went to like mid June and, uh, so I'd come back and we had played the talent show at the end of the year. <laughs> <laughs> but we played like a whole set. We played like seven or eight songs wow. all the way through. For but, a talent show? I'll say, geez, yeah. there was no, nobody else at the no. talent show. So technically my first band ever was called Signature, but mm. before we were Signature, it was called the Sunday Hounds. The Sunday Hounds. So <laughs> I like that better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Sunday Hounds. Why the Hounds part? Yeah. No idea. No idea. I don't know. That's just, it just came... Uh, yeah. So, yeah, like you said, it's a very eighth grade thing, right? I love it. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah, hounds. Yeah. Yeah. Sunday hounds. No See, like the Sunday boys yeah. <laughs> with a Z. Yeah, with a Z <laughs> or two Zs, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, right. Now it'd be B O I S. B O I Sunday boys. It'd be a yeah. Anyway, Untap fifty one hundred check ins on Exhibit A's Sunday paper Imperial Style with coffee. Where do you think we? land on this 5100 it's hmm. a lot I mean, it's a lot I was, uh, where did we get this do you know uh this one came from brayden brought this back from one of the meet and greets in the northeast and i can't remember like i said it's been sitting back there for a while maybe it was the, really when he went to maine i think when he went to maine yeah wow. i think okay. he brought that but, that, yeah, was that was one that he brought back it was a couple of years ago or no that was yeah two years ago it was right before the world shut down, right? No, 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 no. no. It was. This was in the fall of twenty one. Yeah, last fall. That's when fall it was canned. Twenty one. I think so. When oh, we went to yeah. Boston, maybe. Did we go to Boston last year? Mm. I we feel went like to we Maine went to or see, something. We went to Seattle. Then we went to. I don't remember. Wow. I don't remember. What All I know is it's got fall twenty one on the can, so I yep. know it's that. Mm-hmm. So it was last year. All yeah, right, okay. I'm gonna say three point nine one. 3.91. I'm going to go 383. 399. Cool. Yeah. Nice. So That's hopefully, good. maybe when we check it in, I don't know, maybe it pushes it over the edge. I doubt maybe. it. Yeah. I, I, I doubt it. I would definitely rate that one high. It was it was delicious. Oh, I want for a more coffee stout, it's a four. That's fine. I wouldn't oh, be man. sad to get that again. I would, I would purchase that now. <laughs> I loved it. It was super good. Yeah, without a doubt. Uh, okay, next couple of weeks, like I said last week, we are we are jumping face first into summer beers. We've got a lot of, we got some fun summer beers coming, a couple of IPAs. Uh, and then I just, it just ended up on my desk today. Mm. Uh, we, I don't think we've ever done this brewery in Missouri, uh, but we have an Ode Bruin. Oh. Have we ever done an Ode Bruin? Mm-mm. I don't mm. think so. And it's, it's just called Bruin. Yeah. Oh, that's I, bring your tums because that will a little acid in there. Oh boy, brune like b r u n e b r u b r i n brune b r u n. It's it's a sour. It's o u d b r u n. Yeah, okay. It's a sour. It's like a bel. Isn't it Belgian style? It's red. I think it is red. So we're gonna pucker. Oh boy, and they're sour. It's probably one of my favorite styles. You can't have it very often though. Special occasion. It's a stomach sour. Like you're gonna feel it when we drink that beer. Okay. Like sticking your tongue on a battery kind of. I hope so. That's that's how you know it's good. Yeah. Yeah. So until then. We're not going anywhere for a while. Let's have another beer. Thank you for listening to A Beer with Atlas. Special thanks to our brand team for producing the show. Each episode of A Beer with Atlas is powered by Atlas Medstaff. 
an industry leader in travel healthcare staffing.